This is the Living Lovely podcast all about spirituality, manifestation, and the law of attraction. I'm here to help you break through and change your mindset so that you can be living the life you've always dreamed of. We keep it really real here and we share powerful changes that we can use from our past and present and really transmute our pain into power. I am so grateful that you are here and so proud that you are embarking on this journey and I am here to guide you. So now let's start living lovely. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Living Lovely Podcast. This is podcast number two, my spiritual awakening. I am so excited to get into this story. It is a crazy ass story. It is so amazing how the universe literally stopped your life because that is exactly what happened. I went through a complete shift. It was insane. And I love the story and I love sharing it because it's just such a crazy, powerful story. And it's one of my favorite things to look back on, even though during the time it was not fun. Okay. This was not a fun time for me. But in my spiritual journey, looking back at this moment, it's such a blessing and such a pivotal moment in changing the direction of my life. And I'm so excited to get into it and share it with you guys today. So before we get into the story, I just want to invite you guys to follow me over on Instagram. After every single episode is uploaded, I'm putting a question box in my stories so that you guys can give me feedback, let me know any questions, anything you'd like for me to talk about. So definitely follow me over there. It's at Krista. C-H-R-I-S-T-A, Horath, H-O-R-A-T-H. I will leave it down in the notes as well. And if you didn't catch it in the last episode, if you rate and review this podcast and either screenshot it and DM me or leave your handle in the review if you can, I'm going to be picking someone from the reviews and the ratings every single month and giving you a special gift. So definitely do that as well. I'm so grateful and appreciative if you guys do that for me. And let's go ahead and start with the beginning here. Now, before the actual spiritual awakening, I had that in 2017. I wanted to give you guys just a little overview of where I was at mentally and spiritually. So for most of my life, I actually grew up in a Christian household. My mom was a Christian. When my parents got divorced, my mom actually was like super into the church. We actually moved to the middle of the country. We were living in New Mexico at the time on a military base. My Both of my parents were in the army when they met. They were both no longer in the military um, when they divorced. But after my parents divorced, my mom actually moved us to Missouri from New Mexico and she went there to work for Joyce Meyers Ministry. My mom was really into the church. Um, I couldn't listen to anything except like Christian music and um, we spent a lot of time at the church and I just never could connect with it. I tried so, so hard. I considered myself a Christian for a while um, just because that's how I grew up, but I never, ever, ever connected with it. It never made sense to me and I never felt it in my heart ever. So fast forward a while, that was probably from when I was, you know, I don't know, five or six whenever they divorced until 
gosh, probably maybe until I got into high school. And then my mom wasn't super religious anymore. Um, I think she still believed in God, but she wasn't going to church like she used to. And it wasn't until I got into my early 20s um, that she actually became spiritual. My mom really dabbled in a lot of different ideals when I was in my like late teens, early 20s. And she would tell me all these things that she was reading about. And she told me about spirituality. And once she explained it to me, and she didn't explain manifestation at all. It was more so spirituality and like other dimensions, spirit guides, that sort of thing. Um, And once she explained it to me, I really gravitated towards it. And it made a lot of sense and it felt good to me. So with that being said, I wouldn't consider myself like a super spiritual person at the time of my spiritual awakening. I wasn't like fully immersed in it by any means, but I definitely was starting to hear little bits and pieces, but I was still going about my life living in a very directionless way. I was in a relationship at the time that was just really unfulfilling for me and it was pretty manipulative, toxic. So I just want to mention before we get started, I'm not trying to like throw anybody under the bus or shame anyone that I talk about now or in future episodes. I'm really trying to paint the picture here. Um, I definitely wasn't an angel in a lot if not all of these situations, okay? I definitely participated. I was not perfect. I was definitely toxic and had my part in everything too. And I think it's really, really important for you guys to understand that. It's not like poor me over here whatsoever. So I was in this off again, on again relationship. It was just not not it, okay? And I really, really, really was attached to this person, like, more than any other person I had been with before. There was just something about him that I could not let go of. And looking back now, I realized I was so deeply attached to him because this was finally going to be the relationship that did something serious to me as a person. So, the spiritual awakening, it was 2017. It was at the end of May, going into June, going into the summertime. So my boyfriend at the time and I were really on again, off again. He had like this tendency to like randomly break up with me and then like try to get me back. And then it was like this back and forth game that we would play. Super ridiculous. Honestly, when I look back, I'm just like, oh my God, what a waste of time. But anyways, this was for a reason. Obviously, I was so desperate for love and I was basically just taking anything at the time. So big lesson that I had to learn. So this boyfriend and I got back together for the billionth million time and my mom was not happy about it. We were getting in a lot of fights and arguments because she just could not stand to watch me make these ridiculous choices, which I understand it now. But of course, then it felt like the end of the world and she actually made me move out. So I ended up getting this shitty apartment in my hometown. It was like this little mountain town that I used to live in. And my boyfriend at the time also lived there too. So I was like, cool, like I'm just going to move to this town that my boyfriend's in. It's going to be great. So I got this shitty apartment, had no AC, was in kind of like a gross, rough little area. I think it was like I don't know, $600 a month. It was so cheap and so small. It was a one bedroom, one bath that me and my son at the time were sharing the one room. 
It was all I could afford at the time. I was working part-time at Buffalo Wild Wings, and I was just struggling financially. Um, I think I was going to school at that time, too. I'm pretty sure. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I moved there, and this boyfriend I had at the time was already pretty much showing me that he was done with me. He was done with the relationship, but he wasn't, like, cutting it off completely. He was starting to kind of like back away slowly, hang out with me less, talk to me less, um, without like formally breaking up with me. And I didn't even realize it. I was so head in the clouds in denial about the relationship that I was in that I didn't even notice that he was like distancing himself from me. I just made up excuses for him. And, you know, that's what I did. I would be mistreated and then I would like, get upset about it, get angry about it, but then, like, oh, it's okay, like, I love him so much, like, it's fine, and then basically let him walk all over me again and again. So, I ended up moving to this town and into this apartment, and he was kind of, like, helping me move in, but didn't really help me that much, and he kind of just disappeared and was like, I'm busy, I gotta go. Okay, yeah, sure, I'll just move into this apartment all by myself. It's cool, yeah, I love you too. So, I want to say, it had to have been really quickly after I moved into this apartment, like probably weeks, like it wasn't very long because I didn't even end up staying in this place for more than I think a month or two. So very shortly after I made this move and decided to, you know, move to this town and live in this apartment, um, I had my spiritual awakening and it was crazy. So let's get into the actual story now. So at the time, my son's dad, who I was not with, obviously this is not the same person, um, he would see my son every other weekend. So I moved to my hometown and it was actually a lot closer to the meeting point for my son's dad. So every other weekend on Fridays, I would drive to the desert into this nearby city and meet with my, my son's dad to drop him off for the weekend. So it was a Friday and that's what I was doing. And I realized before I left that I really needed to get gas, but I didn't get any gas yet. So I drove all the way down to the nearby city, dropped my son off, and I didn't get gas yet again. For some reason, I was just like, you know what? Like, it's fine. I'll make it back home. Like, I just want to get going. It was a Friday. It was going to be Friday night. I was didn't have my son for the weekend. I just wanted to get back to my apartment. So I am driving home and I'm almost home. I'm probably like 20 minutes away and I took this back road. It's like a two-lane road, literally in the middle of nowhere, like just absolute middle of the desert. And I realized that my car was starting to run out of gas and I'm like, shit, like I cannot believe I did not get gas. Like, here we go. Didn't really think anything of it. I veered off the side of the road and I immediately called my boyfriend. So I called him up, said, hey, you know, I ran out of gas. Do you think you can come bring me some? And he basically told me no. He said, nope, I'm busy doing homework. Call AAA. That's why you have it. You know, I'm busy. I can't help you. Sorry. I was so mad. I could not believe that my boyfriend of like three plus years was basically telling me to fuck off and figure it out on my own. I called AAA and let them know that I needed gas. They said, okay, it'd probably be like an hour or two. You know, you're pretty far in the middle of nowhere. You know, we see where you are on your GPS with your phone. We should get to you, you know, with an hour or two. And I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm so angry and so mad that my boyfriend did this to me. But was that enough for me to be like, I'm breaking up with you? No, this was the type of treatment that I was allowing for many years with this guy. 
So an hour or two goes by. I'm looking in my back mirror and I'm like, okay, is that the tow truck? Oh, is that the tow truck? Every single car that's coming up behind me, I'm thinking it's this damn tow truck. And guess what, guys? It wasn't. (laughs) It had probably been an hour or two and I was like, okay, this tow truck is not coming. Like, what the heck? So then I'm sitting there, you know, for another 30 minutes, 45 minutes goes by and my phone dies. And I didn't really think anything of it. I'm just like, shit, my phone's dead. Great. Another hour, two hours, you guys, I can't even begin to tell you how long I was sitting in my car for this time being. It's insane. It's insane what it took for me to actually wake the fuck up. So after sitting there for numerous hours, I finally realized, shit, my phone is dead. I don't have GPS signal. They're not going to find me. The tow truck is literally not going to be able to know where I am. I'm like, damn it. Like, what am I going to do? And then I'm thinking, you know what? It's probably been a few hours now. My boyfriend's probably wondering where I am. He's probably getting worried about me. Spoiler alert. No. (laughs) So I began to shift my attention to in front of me now. And I'm like, okay, yeah, my boyfriend's definitely going to know like something's wrong. Like he's going to start looking for me and he's going to come. He knew where I was. I told him I was, you know, 20 minutes away on this back road. If he would have, you know, drove, he would eventually have found me. So I then shift my direction. Okay. My boyfriend's going to come get me. Hour after hour goes by. The sun is starting to go down. And I'm realizing no tow truck, no boyfriend, nobody is coming. I'm in the middle of nowhere. There's cars passing by every so often, but it's kind of sketch. Like I'm literally in the middle of nowhere, just parked on the side of the road, young 26-year-old girl just sitting there. And I'm starting to get worried. I'm starting to get nervous because I've just have been sitting here for freaking hours and no one's coming. So eventually I'm like, you know what? I'm going to have to flag someone down. I'm going to have to flag someone down and see if they have a phone charger so that I can charge my phone and so that I can call my boyfriend to please come help me. So I get out of my car. I flag the first car that goes by and they don't stop. And I just burst into tears and I get back in my car and I just start bawling so badly. And in that moment, I feel like, and in that moment, I hear this voice, and you guys will hear in future episodes about this voice that literally just comes into my mind when certain things happen, and it says, he's not coming. Your boyfriend is not coming. He doesn't love you. He doesn't care about you. He has no care in the world that you're sitting here on the side of the road. He's not coming you need to get yourself out of this situation. And it took me a good hour, hour and a half, maybe two hours of sitting there crying and realizing that this guy doesn't care about me. It took for me to run out of gas in the middle of nowhere, no distractions, no phone, no nothing, to finally realize that this guy was absolutely doing nothing for me. I finally realized in that moment, I don't deserve this. This is not the type of relationship I want. This is not it. I am not happy. And I started going back into the relationship in my mind 
all the things that this person had done to me. Yet again, I will say again, just to remind you, I was not perfect in this relationship either. I was toxic. I was jealous. I was drinking a lot during this time. I definitely played played a part as well. But with that being said, there was many, many times where I was also being mistreated and I was allowing this person to really, really just screw me over in multiple, multiple times. Like I can't even, I'm not going to go into details, but this was not the first time and not the worst thing he had done to me. Let's just say that. So like I said, it took hours of just sitting there crying and just going over all the memories. Like I just had to sit there and just fully immerse myself in my past with this person and realize like, no, I'm over this. I don't deserve this. I'm a good person and this is not the type of relationship I want to spend my time with anymore. So once I pulled myself together and was like, I'm done with him. Once I get out of this situation, I'm ending it with him and I'm absolutely done for good. So I basically had to figure out how the hell I'm going to get myself out of this situation. The sun is going down like faster and faster. It's getting dark. Like it was just getting sketchy. So as I'm sitting there figuring out what the hell I'm going to do, this red truck pulls up to me. It was like this old little tiny rickety truck. And I had seen this truck pass me by a few times. And it was this guy. He pulls up beside me and he's like, hey, do you need help? And I'm like, yeah, do you have a phone charger? In that moment, even though I had just spent hours and I'm telling you hours, realizing that this person was basically screwing me over and didn't care about me one instant, in that moment, I was still going to go and ask him for help. I was still going backward. And the universe said, no, 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 no. I thought you might have learned, but you didn't learn quite yet. So let's proceed. So I asked the guy for the phone charger. He says, no, I don't have one, but I probably have one at my house. Why don't you come with me? You know, you're not safe here on the side of the road and come with me to my house. I'll get you some gas. I'll get you a phone charger. He had a little girl with him too, and she was just staring at me. And for a second there, I just remember that moment where I was like, am I really going to get in this guy's car and go God knows where? He said he lived 10 minutes away. So I get in this guy's car I'm like desperate. I'm desperate. I'm like, you know what? If I die tonight, I die tonight. So I get in his car and we start driving. I remember we were driving in his car and we're driving farther and farther and farther away from where my car was. And I was so nervous the entire time. I was really trying to play it cool, but it was freaking me out. Like the fact that I didn't know where the fuck I was going. So we end up pulling up to this guy's house he gives me my phone charger, he gives me some gas, and he brings me back to my car. He helps the he helps me put the gas in my car, gives me the phone charger, make sure it works. I start charging up my phone, and yeah, he was an angel. He was truly an angel that helped me and so grateful for that that he didn't kill me that day. I finally get in my car, he leaves. I start up and I let my phone charge and I just start driving home. I'm like 20 minutes away to my apartment. And I finally am like, yeah, definitely over this person now. It finally clicked and it finally was enough for me to be like, I am so done with him. 
So I drove all the way to my apartment. Once I got home, I text him. I didn't even call him and I broke up with him. And that was the beginning of my spiritual awakening. This moment with the car and breaking down and the whole thing changed who I was as a person. It now gave me the self-worth that I deserve to be treated a certain way and I wasn't going to allow anybody to mistreat me anymore. Not friends, not parents, not guys, not anyone. It completely shifted who I was and it started to ripple into other areas of my life. So after this whole situation, I ended up moving back in with my mom because I broke up with the boyfriend and she was so happy and I'm so happy that it ended up working the way it was because my mom got very, very sick after this breakup and I was so grateful that I was able to be home with her, spend time with her because about seven months later, she ended up passing away. So now I'm back home living with my mom, helping her, taking her to all her appointments down in LA, like two hours away from where we lived. And I start to really shift who I was as a person. Back to Buffalo Wild Wings, I ended up shortly after quitting because I felt like I was being disrespected. I wasn't being valued for my energy, my time, my efforts at work. Quit, was done, who cares, move on. I started ending friendships that I had created because again, felt like I was being mistreated. I didn't enjoy the friendship. I felt like I was being used. I felt like just it wasn't a friendship that I wanted. Got rid of that. And it was just amazing once I really started to claim, no, I'm not allowing this anymore. I'm tired of being walked all over. I'm tired of being the nice girl. And being a nice girl and being a people pleaser doormat are two fucking different things. And I would consider myself a nice girl with fucking standards now. I don't allow people to mistreat me. I have always had an opinionated voice as a child, but when I was a kid, I was told to shut up and stop talking so much so often that I lost my voice, my true essence of who I am. So as I got older, I just people pleased because I didn't want people to be mad at me. I didn't like that. I was very sensitive and I hated feeling like people didn't like me. So I just became what they wanted. And look what that got me. It got me so many ugly, nasty relationships and situations with people who just totally took advantage of me. Again, wasn't perfect in those, but I still was definitely allowing things that I should have never allowed. So after this spiritual awakening, like I said, I became a completely different person. My standards of how I was allowing people to treat me, how I was carrying myself completely shifted. And guess what happened only three months later? I manifested my twin flame, who is now my husband. I had to go through years and years of all these relationships, all these things, and this spiritual awakening moment, this chaotic tower moment, if you guys know tarot, this was a tower moment for me where it completely shifted everything for me and it felt like my life was just crumbling, but it was crumbling so that I could build it back up to start creating the life I actually wanted. I had finally become more in alignment and more in a vibrational match 
to be with the love of my life finally. I had finally learned and shifted and the universe did this to me. It had gone on long enough and the universe finally had to intervene and take over because it was just not the path I was supposed to be on. I was spending way mu- way too much time on it. So I finally, you know, was able to manifest my husband at the time. And I didn't even realize I was manifesting him um, at the time. And I will go into this whole story probably in the next episode of how I manifested him And how I pretty much did it unknowingly, but not. Definitely, but not. (laughs) So the next episode is definitely going to be how I manifested my twin flame and finally found real, appreciative, true love. I'm so excited to share that story with you guys because that was what I was just so desperate for forever. I wanted to be married. I wanted like a real fairy tale relationship, which obviously every relationship isn't perfect and same with mine, but it is a real true love. And I am so grateful that I finally was able to learn that lesson. And that's what's so amazing about choosing yourself. When you really gain that self-worth and what you truly want out of life, and you know, I'm sure there's something in your life right now that you know what's best for you. Really what holds us back mostly is fear. A lot of the times we're afraid of the change. We're afraid of what's going to come. And yes, things do shift. Just like in my story, I felt like everything was just falling apart around me. But sometimes everything has to fall apart and change and shift so that we can rebuild exactly what we want and make room for the things that we want. It's truly just amazing. Once I finally said, yes, I'm going to learn this lesson, I'm going to take on this lesson, and I truly embodied it in every aspect of my life, I manifested my twin flame in a beautiful relationship and marriage. I then, shortly after, started manifesting things way faster. It was like once Cody and I came together... The manifestations and everything just started zooming up so quickly. Like the amount of shifts that we have been through as a couple in the last five years is insane. It's just crazy. And that's the thing about spirituality. You can manifest always. Like I said before, you're always manifesting. There's never a time where you're not. But when we take in our spirituality and we really look at it and nurture it and go within, we really start healing aspects of ourself, our self-worth, our desires, things that we need to heal from the past, from our childhood. When we address these things, we heal them and then we become a new version of ourselves, which then attracts the things that we want. A lot of times if you're manifesting something and you don't feel like it's coming to you, there is some sort of shift within that needs to happen. All manifestation is, is getting in alignment and being a vibrational match for whatever it is that you want, okay? So I wanted this love, marriage, okay? Well, that whole time up until my spiritual awakening, I was jealous, I was insecure, I had no self-worth. Would somebody want to marry someone like that? No, (laughs) okay? So I had to do the work and shift and change to become a new version of myself that someone did want to marry. 
And that's exactly what happened. When we really start looking at ourselves and analyzing where we need to change, where we need to grow, you can really figure out what this is by looking at what you've been wanting. What do you feel like is lacking in your life that you want? That right there, you can start shifting from that point. And I will get into more processes and details of how to do this soon. I will be sharing something really exciting with you guys very, very soon to help you guys with this because it is a process and it do- it has taken me time to understand how it all works, which I'm so excited to eventually share with you too. So that is pretty much it for my spiritual awakening story. I have so much more to share with you guys, but yes, definitely going to share how I manifested my twin flame, my soulmate, whatever you want to call it. I am so excited to share that story because I wasn't even that spiritual really when it happened um, and I still was able to manifest him really quickly. So I'm going to go ahead and leave it at that. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I love you guys so much and I will see you guys in the next episode. Bye.